I call this one the Campfire Song Song. Let's gather around the campfire and sing our campfire song. It'll help if you just sing along. Bum, bum, bum. Convicted Christian community, what's going on? Uh, you're probably going to be wondering, why are we playing like, campfire oh, this, song? This is actually the first time I've played this song. Yeah. I used to watch Spongebob when I was a kid, but I don't remember this song. But <laughs> Case just told me to search it up, and um, well, we hope you uh, enjoyed that and maybe took you back to some uh, some good memories. Good memories. Depends depends on your generation that you're yeah. listening to. I suspect people that would be listening to this podcast will be quite similar in our generation anyway. Yeah, you reckon? Mm. So like the 90s babies? Yeah. Spongebob's gone on for ages, though. Has been. Still big now, isn't it? Mm, I think so. Mm. Anyway, today's topic is camps, church camps. Woohoo! Oh yeah! Hell yeah! Church camps. It's where all the yeah. it's where all the good stuff happens. It's where all the best stuff happens. <laughs> what, are we, what, are we, what do you mean by that? What, what, what do you What do you mean by that? I've I've never I've never done anything bad on a Christian camp. No way. I've heard some pretty terrible stuff happen on Christian camps too. Not yeah, gonna lie. Like some actual. Some actual, yeah. 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 Pretty crazy stuff. Full on. Let's not get there. Maybe we should. Maybe we should. There. I don't know. But it's not nothing that I've personally experienced, so maybe I can't really <laughs> I can't really speak yeah, for that. Talking about Steve, right? Yeah, talking about Steve. Like Steve yeah, yeah, this guy called Steve, Steve right? We, <laughs> We just throw Steve on, under the bus. Steve is a scapegoat. He is. You know what I'm He's saying? our scapegoat. That's it. Poor Steve. That's all right. Steve doesn't <laughs> exist. Steve doesn't exist anyway, so it's all good. All right, so we're talking about camps. All, all things camps. All, all things camps. Why, why is camps a significant topic? Well, it's just it's kind of pivotal to if somebody grew up as yeah. a Christian mm. through their childhood years. It's almost pivotal. Like, it's it's a thing. I was just thinking about that. Like, why are camps so big? There's an element of camps that's, like, real central to young Christian I, I, th- I think like camps and just getting away from your normal place, mm. like going on tour, going, going on a trip somewhere else. It really opens up your sort of norms and you just put that all behind you and then you can just talk to more people yeah. and you have, and it's unscheduled fun. So you don't have to, you know, go home at certain times. You can just have conversations <laughs> that's and, it. and it's just, and you can just do whatever. Stay up as late as you want. want. Yeah, that's it. You play it. pranks with your friends. That's exactly right. <laughs> and that's why camps are fun. But the thing is, uh, another thing in that in that sense, like Christianity actually really expands on that idea as well mm. to actually create some really good bonds, mm. some bonds for life. Bonds for life. Yeah. Bonfires for life. <laughs> that was so lame. <laughs> <laughs> that made no sense. It didn't make any sense. <laughs> but it's okay because we love Jesus. We love Jesus. That's right. That's we are saved. So we don't take our lame jokes with us to heaven. You get me? That's it. So yeah. I look at camps and go, wow, those were some great memories. But it's it's where we learn to get along with each other. It's where we also learn a lot about ourselves. I, I feel like there were camps that I've been to and I'm just like, shit, I'm so bad at making friends. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Hmm. I've, I've felt that. Hmm. I've been to camps and I've walked away and go, I am not get, good at getting along with other people. Hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. And, it's, and it's entirely situational and the people that you go with as well. Hmm. So sometimes you don't have to really beat up yourself about it. Yeah. But then some other times you just have so much fun. And it depends who, you, who you're going there with as well. It matters more who you're going with, I think, later in your years. When you're a kid, not so much. Yeah, yeah. But later in your years, you just go. You really just want to be with the people that you already know. Mm. 
um, rather than join in something that's really big. Why do you think Christian camps dwindle the older you get? Well, it really hasn't dwindled for me. Like, I've got a group, group, close group of friends where we just, like, head out. Just book an Airbnb and just I go. I guess, like, yeah, doing a weekend away is essentially the same as, like, a Like a, a camp, camp type thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's fun and it's great. But the thing is, it needs, it's something that we need to put some effort into. Mm-hmm. As you get older as well, you've you got other stuff, better stuff to do. I mean, once you get married and you have kids, forget it. Probably not going to happen. Mm. Although it'd be good to have some friends who are also married like you with some kids, your, your kids' yeah. age as well, so that you guys can get away as yeah, well. Some people go away on like summer camps and, you know, there's holiday caravan trips and stuff. Yeah. Would be similar. But uh, yeah, even even for me, I guess, as an adult going on conferences and stuff, uh. man, it's unreal. It's so good. There's yeah. something about, like, I guess, going away. It sounds silly saying this, but like to, to put general life on hold. Yeah. Step away from it. But then to do that with other Christian people is just amazing, man. Mm. It's so much fun just doing life together yeah. with other Christian people. Yeah. But I always leave those thing, those camps like feeling like I've learned something about God. Yeah, absolutely. It. Even ones that are not so regimented with a program or some sort of a conference or even mm. with like a Bible talk that was yeah. organized or whatever, are still pretty good. Mm. And I think we, we Christians need to get in the habit of doing that a bit more. Mm. So that we actually we, we actually feed our souls with our friendships as well. Like yeah, like the theology and stuff. It was all good. Church organized events will be you know far more intentional and things like that. But when you go away as a Christian group and you can because you've got that bond from church. Hopefully you do. Mm. Hopefully God blesses you enough with friends in a church. <laughs> as ridiculous as that might sound, yeah. right? How many people? And actually do things outside of the church. Mm. And like that's well facilitated when you're young, when you're when you're a kid, you're in high school, and the church organizes all of that, right? And put you into a bit of a program uh, away from your parents so that, you know, your parents enjoy not having you around as well for a few days, which is nice. But the older you get, I feel like those kind of getaways, if you don't have these regimented programs, mm. are great opportunities to bring a non-Christian friend along to. Yeah, okay. Which is awesome because that way they become the minority and they hang out with like the Christian friends and they realize mm. how not crazy at all we are. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to give face straight face on that. <laughs> but no, no, I, no I, but it's just it's just in the way I said it, I reckon. But seriously, no, we're not crazy people, right? We're not crazy. We're anymore. not crazy, everyone. And and I think it's a great way for people to get to know the group. Mm. And it's a non-threatening way. And it's a good way for non-Christians to go, oh, you know, Christians like can be, they can be fun. They, they're actually normal people mm. with normal thoughts. No, we didn't get blind drunk this weekend, but hey, we had wholesome amount of fun mm, yeah mm. if we take a step back we'd go back to youth when you were a kid what did you enjoy about christian camps and what did you maybe find difficult challenging about them yeah so when you are on a camp you are forced in a group of people that you love <laughs> that you love that you love so much <laughs> <laughs> which is best friends. we're just best friends before after and during but let's be honest right Let's be honest. You are better friends with your high school friends because you see them more often. Yeah. Oh, I mean, the narrative could be different, I guess. If you if you have really, really good yeah. Christian friends, but you're doing it wrong if you're doing that because, you know, like I know some youth kids who are so sheltered in the church. Mm-hmm. I mm. think they should fit better in a school mm. by, norm, like by normal standards because you spend more time in a school, right? Like you're, yeah. you're there five days a week, you're at church one day a week. Mm. That's interesting. I feel like some people grow up closer with the Christian friends but I feel like from both of us we grew up with 
being heaps closer with our high school mates. Yeah, non-school, yeah. non non non-Christian. Non-Christian. Yeah, but part of that was because I was pretty much the only Christian somewhere in my year level. Was that the same for you? Yeah, yeah. It's the same for everyone, I think, isn't it? But that doesn't make any sense because like there's there's heaps of Christians out there, Joan. Unless they all just go to Christian schools. Could be. Which quite a lot do. Quite a lot do. And in, in which yeah. case, their narrative will be different to ours it again. Because they'll be they'll be thinking, that. What, what do you mean? Like, everyone in our school was a Christian. Mm. That would have been a weird environment to grow so up in. So if we've got any listeners, if you went to a Christian school, did you actively have, like, other Christian friends? And if you went to a non like, well, listeners, let us know. Yeah. What was your what was your high school experience like? Where where the high school experience was normal to actually seek out other Christians and be intentionally friends with them. Mm. Whereas like the assumption in my school when I was growing up in a school was that hey, you're not a Christian, but here I'm I'm here to hang out and have fun. Yeah, yeah. Which is so completely different. Mm. And I wonder if there's like in these Christian schools there's like a bit of a divide. It's like, oh yeah, those guys, they're not Christian. Like, yeah. That there's like that reverse persecution. Mm. Oh, I wonder. Anyway, uh, but in a, in a church, in these like church camps, you're hanging out with these people that you don't normally see on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. They could be from different schools, so it's a bit icky. It's a bit different. It's a bit foreign. Mm-hmm. But you know, but you do your best to hang out with them. And sometimes you form a good relationships. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you meet a girl. No way. Hey, hey. hey <laughs> this is where we get into the bad stuff. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about? What are we talking about? Holding hands. <gasps> oh <gasps> no. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Oh that youth leader just storming down. Hey, no holding. <laughs> Side hugs. Side shoulder. The hover hands. The hover hands. <laughs> Dude, I got like thirty centimeters closer to her this time. She totally likes me, man. Yeah, so things are moving pretty fast between <laughs> us. I think we're gonna get married. <laughs> it's kind of funny. It's 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 funny because it's kind of true. Some I know some couple some camp couples that I that I've stuck it up for a very long time after that. Mm-hmm. Even from a very very young age. Stuck forever. Endeavor. <laughs> it's good and bad at the same time just like christian camp like that's how we started the podcast anyway but i i remember these camps be- being it, it's like a, it's like a short period of time and you're actually going through quite a lot of things yeah. and you know spiritually you know with your social aspect as well so in a short period of time you're actually improving you're actually building a lot of things all at the same time and it lingers with you after a camp you're just not the same person Mm-hmm. You might have learned something about yourself or learned something about God. You might have found a special friend. You might have found just a good friend, you mm-hmm. know, that you can confide in and you can sort of, you know, have conversations with. What I found so incredibly challenging about camps, though, is how polarizingly different the postmortem is. Like, the, the, how polarizingly different the after the camp is. Do you mind to el- elaborating on that? Because during the camp, you get on this high. Yeah. You're, you're like families with your friends. Yeah. And then afterwards, you're you like don't... fast and furious family. Yeah, you, you're like, basically Vin Diesel. You're Vin Diesel. We're like doing it for the family. family. Yeah. All for the family. All for the family. And in that family, there's like God and there's his children. And we're all friends and, and we just love, love each we're other. Loving each other. We're loving each oh. other. Life is great. And then flying. Energy's yeah. flying. And then boom, after the camp, you just don't talk to anyone ever again. Like it's not ever again, but like for for a while because mm-hmm. you've had enough of them kind of thing. Yeah, that's really interesting, man, because your experience and my experience growing up is very different. I, I didn't really go to youth camps, unfortunately. Mm. For me, I feel like it's unfortunate I didn't get to go. I, I, yeah. really, I was really jealous and envious yeah. when I was growing up, but I couldn't go to Christian camps as yeah. a kid. Yeah. But I guess I never experienced that. 
But I do understand what you mean about the highs you get when yeah. you're on a camp. Like yeah. you're on this emotional roller coaster. Mm. And when I talk to kids I know now who go on these camps that are on, yeah. they're literally like you when you hear them talk about it, like it's kind of like this just wave comes on the camp and people are just so emotional yeah. and crying and in tears and like, Oh, you're my bestie, we're gonna be besties forever. Yeah. But I've always wondered what it would be like after those camps. Yeah, you know? nothing. And what you're saying is like, it's just... Silence. It's gone. Gone. Maybe it's just, maybe it's just me. That's maybe so maybe, maybe yeah. I'm just the antisocial one. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'm just left you. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just like, maybe, maybe no one likes me, but I, I, I don't know. But, and also there's clicks. Oh, the clicks. Clicks on camps. Yeah, clicks on camps. Oh. Like, the, especially the ones that come from the same school or, you know, yeah, this right. is me talking as a kid, but like, that's why I prefer like the smaller camps. If it's like a bigger camp, then there's definitely like clicks forming, and there's always the cool kids and not so cool kids, mm. and you don't really feel good even if you are the cool kid. Can I ask where, where did you sit? I was on the loser side and also the cool side as well. You're on both. Yeah, it depends. Oh. I mean, you go to so many of them, you figure it out. Yeah, and then it's not really good either, mm. like because you also wonder, like, oh, I wonder what these other people are thinking. And plus, there's no cool and loser when you become an adult as well. Mm. Once you become an adult, it's just like everyone's yeah, interesting in their own. Yeah. yeah, like you probably feel the same way. If if you went yeah. on a sort of weekend away now, you yeah. probably want to just hang out with all of these people mm. and just have a have a moment just with them and have a chat. Yeah, yeah, have a good time. When you're a kid, it's sort of, but you're just learning to be more mature in that regard. Mm. And I think camps are a good way to teach you how to do that. And then there's also. Like we've discussed this, privileged kids. Oh my gosh, <laughs> pastors' kids and kids whose parents who appear in the front of the church a lot. Right, right. that kind of stuff. I'm yeah. just like, oh come on. What did just, you feel from that? I'm, I just tell them to shut up. Like just, just sit back yeah. down. Just be like, humble. What, were they yeah. cocky or arrogant or not really? But they were just, they were just talking a lot. They were just yeah. like stand out a lot. And yeah. I'm just like, just, just relax. Just, just relax a bit. Just relax. And like, it's, it's their element, right? The, the yearly church camp is their element. They're like, yeah, like I'm, I'm here as the pastor's kid. And like, yeah. I'm having a lot of fun. All the leaders know who I am. And like, like it's mm. good. It's good. And I remember being a kid and seeing that and going, really? Mm. Like, do you have to behave that way? Like, yeah. yeah. But I think camps overall do teach us a lot of things in that, yeah, like, you know, Christianity can be on a bit of a high you know, at times, and it's good to realize those times. And you know, you know what? It, it you, you, that moment stays in your head. Mm-hmm. So when you're in a bit of a low as an adult, you sort of think back and you go, "Oh, I once was very moved by the spirit." Call it the environment or the the circumstance. It, I was once very moved by that, mm. and I felt something then. Mm. Mm. So you can always there's something that you can actually fall back on. Mm. But in saying that. Do I think it was an essential part of my childhood? We had this discussion, you and me, yeah. that you would have appreciated going to youth group and stuff. Mm. Youth group is a weird and confusing place, man. It, yeah. It's it's only good as as good as just going through the confusion because for the sake of going through it and it's just part yeah. of your life. But it's not something that's going to drastically improve your life. It will mm. if it's done really well. But do you feel like? Don't you feel like you can say that because you've experienced it? Uh, yeah, in a way. But I'm critical about my experience because i'm critical about the actual program Mm -hmm. let me tell you about something the church always falls short on is that because it's it's an organization run by volunteers it's not always done to its 
full capacity. Full potential. Full potential. Mm. And this is opening up a big can of worms here. here but we like, we really need to devote our lives to Christ when we are serving the church and yeah. when we're doing life. But for some reason, man, I just look at some of these programs and I go, like, was it done properly? Like, mm. you are setting a course for these kids. Could you have done a bit better? And my answer is like, yeah. Well, can you give some examples, man? Uh, it's, just, okay. it, it's Some things are just... I'll give you an example, like mm. the activities and stuff. Like I, I went to church camp when I was a kid yeah. uh, in, in Korea, mm-hmm. yeah, like in an Asian country. Mm. And their kids camp program is like to the next level. Like the element of excellence really just is, is just so well enshrined in the, Are you in the community. Are like a, a teaching point of view? Teaching and, and, and engaging. Yeah, and, so like a fun component. Yeah, fun component. It. And it's not right. just fun as in fun, but it's actually really, really engaging. Okay. They put us into groups of 10 and then they would specifically get us to do cooperative exercises. And not all of them were fun. Some of them were really fun. Some of them were really slow and required patience with each other. And mm. we had to learn that from each other. I remember doing this activity. We would stand in a line, right? We would do all the fun stuff as well. Like we would, we would color each other, you know, we would, we would color stuff into books and, you know, yep. all this fun stuff, create stuff and, you know, mm. have a play. We would do, we'd do scavenger hunting and, and all that kind of good fun activities. But we would also be doing things where we are helping each other as well. I remember doing this exercise where we would put toilet paper, we'd line up, we'd put it, and we'd just wrap toilet paper around our necks mm-hmm. in that one single connection. And we would have to carry something and it was the ball, and we would carry it up above our head and pass it over our heads without breaking oh, the, wow, the that's, link. That's fun. Yeah, and then yeah. we had to go around the course, and we had to do it all together. Right. And we had to do it until we get it right. So if it ripped, you had to take it we off. Had to, we had to take it off and then wrap it all around. up again. And it was a really warm day as well. Yeah, we're talking one ply, two ply. <laughs> <laughs> no, just single ply. That It was flimsy single thin, bro. Ply. Yeah, yeah, single oh ply. God. And they chose single ply just for this purpose. <laughs> but like, it, it was just so comprehensive, all these experiences. And and I remember like, you know, um, and there are also other fun games that you play in, in these groups as well. But they would just focus on the Bible study and discussions and like the ones I've done in Australia are just... Yeah, so what, what did you find that the ones in Australia lack? Creativity and some sort of yeah. engagement and some sort of directness. That's interesting, man. Yeah, some, some, it's it just from a, from a level of like poli- how polished is the actual event. Right. How polished is the, 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 the gathering and all the mm. rest of it. And I just feel like, okay. But that being set aside, because it didn't focus on us, the, the campers, it focused more on the program, like, oh, we're going to go through this program with the kids and that was it. Whereas the one I did in Asia, it was so well-focused and designed for the actual campus, what's mm. going to improve them on, on, on multiple facets that we're not just going to sit here and talk about the Bible and sing loud songs, but we're actually going to make these guys into friends mm. with each other, Yeah. right? And they would purposefully group us up with like in these really random groups and with different ages and, and things like that. And mm. I found that, really really interesting so like the primary school will be between year like three to sixes and in one group there will be like year threes and fours and fives and sixes mm-hmm. well anyway i could go through so many details but i just felt as like the program was designed for the sake of just designing a program in australia where they're just like hey let's just go and you know we'll just get this we are we're singing these songs and we're doing these programs with the kids that's great but th- they would always be this this one kid who's a loser that nobody hangs out with or you know, things like that. And I thought, you know, could that have been better? And, and you know, because at the end of the day, these gatherings, I think, are supposed to 
form friendships that go beyond the camps a bit more. Yeah. So, yeah, I think in that sense, there was a bit of a discrepancy. Mm. The fact that if, if I went to a really, really good program and I was like, you yeah, dude, you missed out. I'd say you missed out even if you went to another youth program in that it wasn't as good as the program that I actually went to in that sense. But I think I went to a youth program that was pretty mediocre. Okay. Yeah. And I say mediocre also because in terms of actually doing life as a Christian, mm-hmm. like that sense of belonging really wasn't there. If, so, you mean with, with the other kids the, on the camp? With your faith. You know what I mean? With your sense faith. Sense of belonging yeah, wasn't there. With the, yeah, sense of belonging wasn't there with the with the friends and with the actual gathering and also the 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 actual with your faith in itself as well. Because what I mean by that is we didn't talk about the stuff we needed to talk about. We were beating around the bush about certain, like really, really heavy topics. Uh, everything right. was fun and happy. This is obviously, you know, more applicable to the more mature side of And we're talking about post into teenage years, we're talking Yeah, about. into post-teenage yeah. years. So as a kid, you're just having fun. Yeah, you're you're, you're, you're just being babysat from yeah. your, you know, your parents are, <laughs> parents are relieved from their duty. If on camps, we, we love what you do. Yeah, praise God for <laughs> you're you. You're not just babysitting. Yeah, thank you for what you do. Come on, okay. Just going to turn away every person that serves in camps. Yeah, so so shifting the focus here onto the later years, yeah, yeah, I think those were the times when it was the most sensitive, right? We're confused. We have, some of us have enormous pressure from school. Oh, for sure. Like, yeah. and like when I say pressure, I mean like from all the way from academic to social pressures. Yeah, everything. And, you know, we've got, you know, we've got issues with like drinking mm-hmm. and, you know, those kind of things that, you know, kids normally do yeah. towards the end of the years and stuff. Things to do with sex, uh, porn, mm-hmm. masturbation, all that kind of stuff yeah. needs some sort of embrace, mm-hmm. needs some sort of comfort, needs some sort of guidance in that. And camp is actually the time where you actually remove those barriers, right? To actually to actually start raising these issues and get close enough with each other to actually talk about these things. But there was just so much tiptoeing around that. And like, it's just, it was just very, very, very tough. And it's, we're, we're so confused in that regard. And for all the areas that I needed help when I was a kid in dealing with some of these issues, it I don't really feel like it was really well addressed. Do you reckon that's a place you can talk about it? At Christian camps? I think maybe not at the camps, but I think the relationship should have at least been developed in those camps so that that could be the case. Do you think youth can formulate relationships to talk about those things? Maybe not, but maybe there could have been some sort of a network where like the leader and like a group of boys, group of girls could actually then could have that leadership. Mm. That it wasn't just like this one little fun event and then like That's everybody it. goes away and then like we what never talk to each Bible other. Bible study though, like a youth Bible study. Was nah, that, no, oh, that also didn't happen. In, in that sense, the, the criticism actually just goes over overarchingly above, you know, beyond the camp and then the youth program in general. Is that why then wasn't the camp utilized to actually nurture these relationships so that this could become a, this could facilitate these discussions somewhere down the track, right? And so I'm not expecting anything from the kids. I'm not expecting from myself, but at least from the leadership to actually go, you know what? Hey guys, how you going? Not, I'm just here to lead and just watch out so that you guys, you know, don't fall over and you guys are eating and, you know, taking a bath and going to the toilet on time. Yeah. But more importantly, like, you know, do, were people looking after us because our faith matters to them? Mm. It's something that I genuinely question. Yeah. Because, you know, when you're saying all these things, it's really making me think, you know, for me, I've, I've led at camps youth mm. camps now as an as an adult mm. and for me 
I guess any anything I'd do with those, I'd I'd want to do it to the best of my ability in that sense. Mm. So when I hear these things, man, it like it's like whoa, it's like whoa, wow, like that that shocks me because I'd if I was on a kids camp, I would be putting my all into that to make sure that the camp is is good. You know, like the kids are having fun, that the mm. kids are enjoying their time there, the kids are learning about God. Yeah. I can't imagine going to a camp and, and spending your time, you know, as an adult, because yeah. most of your leaders would have been adults, right? Mm-hmm. Why would you as an adult waste your time with, let's just say a week, why would you waste a week of your life mm. doing something you don't want to do or doing something just because that's the formula of what things are done and you mm. don't even care about it? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, look, how, why would you want to waste your time? That doesn't make any sense to me. But for me, what, what I understand from that is like, if I want to be there, I'd be investing myself into that. I'd be investing myself into the relationships with the kids. That mm. I find that, at least for me, like the camps I've been on as a leader, like I've, you know, I've actually really developed a relationship with the kids and, and left a place for them to have those conversations. Now, the sucky thing about it is I can't follow that up because I was just helping out on these camps. You know? yeah. Or I'd be going on like a, like a beach, you know, beach summer camp mm. that you're not seeing these kids again. Mm. And I'm not leading at youth at the moment. But, you know, I'd be like developing some of these relationships with some of these kids that like, don't even go to my same church. Mm. And I'd hope that that would leave place for them to be able to have that later. But, you know, you, you might not be able to. I was going to ask how many of them are you like still keeping in touch with? Yeah. And I don't think there's anything wrong with it, but there are some regulations and rules there's around some, that. You're not supposed yeah, to get in touch with them. Certain ever nuances around what you can do Yeah. around that. Yeah, and... I was part of a camp where I was looking after kids whose parents are in prison and like under the foster care system and things like that. And we were a blatantly Christian camp, which the yep. government had approved, but we were not supposed to be in touch with the kids afterwards. And I understand why that would be the case because yep. these kids are highly vulnerable. Mm. But on a relational front, it's terrible. It's terrible. For the kid. Yeah. yeah. And for us. Yeah. And for, for fulfilling the duty that we're supposed to fulfill with these kids. But the thing is, like when I was in youth group, it wasn't like that. Mm-hmm. After the camp, you still had the same youth leader. So there was an ability. Yeah, there was yeah. an ability to do it. And and unfortunately, the youth leader was close to some people and I wasn't one of those kids. That sucks, man. I, yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. I, that, I, and that actually makes me kind of angry, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. If someone is leading youth, and I understand, you know, for some people, they find it difficult to lead at youth mm. or... You know they find it challenging, and if if you do that, there are probably various reasons to it. So I don't want to sound too crass when I say this, but if people are leading at youth, it's like your job is to to relate to those kids. Mm. It's not just to be there on a Sunday mm. or whatever day that you do it, or Friday night, and then that's it. Mm. Like you'd want to invest into knowing these kids and trying to catch up with them in the way that you can. You know, it might not be able to catch up one on one with them mm. because there's also rules, regulations around it. But, you know, at least, like, try and go out with them as a family. Like, go over to the house for a meal. Or if you're married, have them over to your house for a meal. You know what I mean? I don't understand how people who lead in those things don't think about how they can relate to kids. I'll tell you a story. I was in year 10 when my parents got a divorce. Mm-hmm. And when I heard about this, I didn't know who to approach. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know any friends that I could speak to. But I spoke to this friend in this youth group who I thought was close to me. Well, who I thought was the closest in the group. Now, I probably had better friends that were non-Christian, 
but I just thought this was where the best comfort and one of your closest yeah friends in your yeah yeah one of the closest friends but we weren't particularly close compared to my right. secular friendships yeah but I thought I needed some spiritual guidance in this regard and that's why you went to this guy to this yeah. guy and he was a bit closer to the leader than I was and so I actually had called him to find out the number of our leader oh, okay yeah because I didn't have his phone number and I didn't really talk right. to him, right? Yeah. And Well, not outside of it anyway. The Bible study ran and I was under his care. But I had a chat with him and he was very formal. Okay. If, and that makes sense. Yeah. So it's like, okay, this has happened. We're going to do this and that, whatever. There wasn't really any friendship. It wasn't based on any relational things. Mm. It was based on process. Yeah. And the pastor heard about this and the pastor decided to reach out to my parents okay yeah nobody followed up after that yeah right my leader didn't even follow up so he I just i was just getting passed around the pastor knew because this guy this kid told the pastor pastor knew because i told the leader and the, the leader told the oh, pastor okay. yeah oh she did speak to the leader yeah and right. and the leader didn't because I got his number from my friend, right? Oh, she's so saying that the leader was talking about the formula kind of stuff. Yeah, so he's like, okay, yeah. this has happened, and this, yeah. whatever. Like, yeah. are you all right, mate? All good? Yep, yeah, good. It was nice, right? But it was all just ticking boxes. And so the pastor reached out to your parents. Parents, not to you, not to me. Okay. My parents weren't particularly happy about that because you know, with all the honor and reputation and things like yeah. that, you know. Yeah, of course. But the leader didn't reach out to me after that at all. That's it. That's How about when you saw him on, like, on a Sunday or whenever your Bible study was, when you saw him again on a weekly basis, week after week, nothing. Yeah, wasn't really brought up. No or, conversation. No, how you going? Or anything like that. No, how you going? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Well, well how are you going? But like talking about footy. Yeah. yeah. You seen this going every week. Yeah, and then every like he stopped leading for a while and stuff and and whatnot. But yeah, but I mean, how long after did he stop leading after you told him that? I don't know, maybe about a, couple months a month later. or two. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's that sucks, eh? Hey? So I that's that's how I really got to understand that, you know, the youth program, at least the one I went through, mm -hmm. is just a program. Yeah. Yeah. When the youth program is just a program, when the camp is just a camp, mm -hmm. you're not missing out. Mm -hmm. We had a chat before and D over here reckons that he because he didn't go to youth program, he missed out a bit. Mm -hmm. And you know, maybe in some senses you did. Yeah. But you missed out on the understanding that churches aren't perfect. Camps aren't perfect. People that go on them aren't perfect. People that lead them aren't perfect. Yeah. Are they helpful to understand? Yeah. But if you're really fantasizing about like, oh my gosh, I would have been much better cradle through my growth and development as a mm. child and as an adolescent, like, no. Mm. Not the case. Not the case. But do you know why I envy not having gone to you? Well, I, I, th I, thought, I thought it wasn't that fantasy, but I guess no, I'm, I'm about to be proven wrong. Okay, yeah, tell me. Right. Okay, tell me. It's what you were talking about before, that when you start going through teenage years, I went to, you know, I lived in a pretty rough neighborhood, which I know sounds like a very cliche, but, if, mm. you know, if you knew the, the suburb I used to live in, mm. like, it was a pretty rough place. Yeah. By God's grace, man, like, his hand was over my family. Mm. Honestly, like some of the stuff that happens around that area, it's mm. not great. Mm. But we were like protected like nothing. Mm. But I experienced a lot of those things, especially when I was a teenager, man. Mm. Like all of the, the stuff that young kids that grow up in a secular environment mm. that's surrounded by secular friends that live in a low socioeconomic area. Mm. I was surrounded by that constant, man. Yeah. And I think because, and we've talked a little bit about this, mm. which like we should chat about it more 
fair though in terms of like the par- place our parents mm. so the role our parents play mm. in our lives mm. is man if i didn't have you've met yeah <laughs> you've met my mom and dad yeah but you, you can tell like mom's like you know dad's very strict but mom's very like yeah protective yes you know yes if i didn't have like a mom like that you know we used to butt head so much man you're like, you, you and your mother you and my mom yeah me and my mom used to like get into some arguments like full-on yeah hard mm. we used to butt head so much because we were so different mm. during mm. but if i didn't have someone like my mom who was like really disciplining me and, and guiding me through that process mm. i think i would have flipped on the other side wow and i know that again it sounds like a cliche but I, I feel like I know my character enough and the people I was surrounded by that if I didn't have good, solid Christian people like my parents and some of my family, friends around me, even though I didn't have youth, I'm pretty sure I would have like flipped into some some dodgy stuff. Luckily, I went to a, a good school as well, which was helpful. Like I went to kind of a bit of an academic school. Yeah. So when I, like, when I moved from my school in my suburb like mm. that really low socioeconomic school mm. to this academic school was like yeah it was a big curve it definitely was a big curve and i had yeah. a huge adjustment period in my first year man mm. just like almost, the friends almost, were different uh, people were different everyone's different man and i mm. struggled with it i almost got got kicked out actually because <laughs> you were so naughty yeah wow that's another story for <laughs> that's, another, that's story. another story for another day but i would say that that was your youth program was what my that that was your youth program your upbringing right there yeah that was the best youth program that God has designed mm. for your growth yeah to be a good Christian man in your mid twenties right now yeah it's and definitely played a part in in who I am now so it was something during that journey that was good and unfortunately even though I actually go through went through the youth program mm. can't say the same right right yeah so that's when you're just like okay youth program would be nice but it'll be nice if it was a good youth program. <laughs> Yeah. You understand what I'm saying. And you had a good one because, you know, your, your, your parents, you know, really yeah. designed you and all the rest of it. But mm-hmm. I, I, I would look at that and go, because mm. like, I don't talk yeah. to my friends in youth. I guess it was, mine was unconventional. Yeah. In that sense. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, but it, it, it had a, a form that was beautiful. Mm. It was mm. appropriate. But the point I was trying to, I, I'm not friends with People friends I have in youth. youth. Ideally, you would want to be at least yeah. and sort of at least keep in touch, but not so much. That's interesting. Yeah, like because we were talking about it before. Yeah. There isn't even one person from that group of people you grew up with for like six, seven years. Yeah. You, you don't catch up with them. No. Nah, That's why. Not often. And then yeah. and then my leaders, I don't really catch up. And, and you know, I'm the t- I still visit my high school year 12 teacher. Yeah. So I don't think the issue is me. Mm. <laughs> Maybe it is. Yeah. <laughs> Always start with the man in the mirror, but <laughs> Michael Jackson. Okay, stop, 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 stop. All right, okay, carrying out, carrying. Never go on one podcast without singing. <laughs> oh my goodness! I think it's my Asian heritage yeah, and, and the, the amount of karaoke that's Your in, in amazing my life. piano skills. Oh, thank you. We're gonna hear that sometime, surely. Sometime on the podcast. <laughs> but but basically, that those are some relational bits that I just go. Mm. Just shout out to everyone in kids ministry, youth ministry. Be relational. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Relationships are everything. I know you're planting a seed and you're leaving everything up to God, but just be relational. There's Which, nothing wrong with yeah. being friends. It's going to be very different, obviously, to how you do it with adults because there are some rules and regulations. Which we, we understand makes it really tricky. If you've got teenage kids in your youth program that you're doing and you're a leader... Like, just stick it out. Once they finish and they go to uni, right, they'll become an adult. Mm-hmm. And 
I'm guessing you'll probably be in your mid-20s or something like that. So what, in your late 20s, you can still be friends with kids that are 19, 20 years old in the yeah. same church. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with that? Mm. And I just want to encourage that. And don't do it to just your favorite kids. I know you have, I know you have <laughs> your favorites. I know you do. But just, it, it means something. It means something to these kids and these kids look up to you. Yeah, for sure. That's camps and a bit of youth program as well. Mm. Let's just be more intentional with these programs, guys. Yeah. That's it. And I'm actually thinking of trying to um, enter into a youth program now as a leader, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Mid-20s. Just I'm trying like, to go as a kid. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just doing my year 13 <laughs> eight times. <laughs> no, no. Like, I, I want to I wanna serve in the youth ministry. But a lot of these things are really crossing my mind to see, you know, what can I do mm-hmm. to really change his life and to really contribute the extension yeah. of God's kingdom. And you don't need to be radical and change the whole program yeah but like you're saying you can just start small with the relationship mm. so with the the nucleus that god gives you yeah with that eight kids mm. in your group just be relational to them exactly. it goes such a long way and get kids to open their hearts yeah teenage kids will just really shut them up and yeah. just got to really open People their hearts reckon, you know teenage kids don't open up they yeah. do i reckon they do. they do it just takes time you gotta let them you gotta let them yeah and they, when they trust you mm. and when they respect you. Mm. But that's a whole nother thing. Do the kids respect you? No. Oof. Thank you so much for tuning in today, everybody. <laughs> really appreciate that you guys can join us. And um, we'll catch you next dropping time. podcasts twice a week. Boom. Boom. Convicted Christian community. Live a convicted life. Peace out. <laughs>